0: And all who heard the news were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2, 18 through 19. Hello, and welcome to The Well, a spiritual growth podcast from Saddleback Church. My name is Brandon Bathour, and I'm excited to journey with you into this season of Advent. Advent is a season to anticipate and celebrate the arrival of Jesus. May this be a moment of pause for you, a refreshing reorienting in the presence of the God who is with us. And all who heard the news were amazed at what the shepherd said to them, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Knelt down, her body overwhelmingly tired yet deeply relieved, her back resting against cold stone. She feels a rest that she has never felt before. She stares through tears into the eyes of the one that will change everything, that has already changed everything. It's amazing how drastically different your world can feel in just a matter of months Less than a year ago, if you'd have told Mary that she would have been here, in this place, in this reality, it would have been unthinkable, like a story from an alternate universe. Her world had been turned upside down. Less than a year before, life was life. There were challenges, but nothing she hadn't experienced before. Life wasn't easy in Nazareth but she was checking the boxes and cruising through. Her thoughts were likely on the wedding, on becoming a wife, of preparing for her next season of life. Wifehood, womanhood, motherhood, family. And then everything changed. The arrival of an angel, the destruction of a reputation, the rejection from her community the sacrificial embrace of her fiancé, and the hope for all mankind. And now, nine months later, the world, her world, is almost unrecognizable. Her daily patterns have been totally upended. See, after an extended stay with her cousin to mitigate the curious and judgmental eyes, Mary and Joseph have a quiet wedding No celebration, no crowds, just a man marrying his already pregnant wife, maybe some clapping hands from a few very close friends. In political news, decrees from Emperor Augustus have the entire world in chaos, as everyone is sheltering now in their own hometowns to be taxed. King Herod has heard of a new king rising up to challenge his rule, and his soldiers stalk about listening for whatever news they may find. Fear. Chaos. Unsettledness. Division. Isolation. And in this darkness, in this world so different from what it was just months before, Mary treasures all of these things. Literally, she holds them closely. She holds all of this closely, the upside-down world, the isolation from loved ones, the division in her community, the loss and pain, and the sacrificial love of her new husband, the hope for the world, the promise of God to make things right. And as she holds all of this closely and ponders it, right there. In her arms, she holds closely to the light that has entered this dark world. In her arms is God's response to all of this brokenness, all of this fear. She holds his word on the matter, his promise, here in the flesh. She held him closely, she treasured him. And more than she could ever understand, as she held him closely, she was held closely by him. She was treasured. She was loved. Take a moment, hold these things closely, and be held closely by him. And all who heard the news were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2, 18-19 through 19. In the story of God and his people, two words continually rise to the top to explain and define who God is, how he chooses to engage with us. These two words? hesed and agape. Both of these words capture the two deepest meanings of our word, love. Now, we are terribly undisciplined with the use of our word love. We use love to express our depth of connection to a child, and then go on to use the same word to explain our fondness for cookies. Because of this, the word love and the concept behind it has lost much of its power, much of its bite. So through Mary's story, let's rediscover God's love, beginning with hesed. Hesed is the Hebrew word for love. This is the love we live in. You may see it translated in the Old Testament as covenantal love, everlasting love, or loving kindness. This word is about commitment, about attachment. It often shows up to explain God's committed love to his people, Israel. No matter the circumstances, no matter the faults or mistakes, no matter the difficulty, God stuck to his commitment to his promise that he will be their God and they will be his people. This shows up in his own name as shared with Moses in Exodus three. While he is Yahweh, the great I am, He is also named the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. His own name is attached to the people he loves, and we are made for this type of attachment. Our lives begin with desperate psychological and physiological need for this Hesed type of love. Over the last couple hundred years, a growing body of scientific work has established that an infant's survival and ability to thrive is dependent on the love, nurture, and embrace of a primary caregiver. Without it, a whole host of social, psychological, physical, and emotional problems can emerge. When loving attachment is present, there are decreased levels of fear, increased levels of security and courage, and a greater ability to be connected to others. This is what Hesed love does. It creates a space for being held closely. As a result, it says, do not be afraid. It says you are loved, it says you are delighted in, it says you are a part of us. With the announcement from the angel that she would bear a child, Mary was swept into a story much larger than her own, that her own son would welcome her into a bigger family, a larger identity, that she would become an adopted daughter of the king. A member of God's family. She held him closely. She treasured him. And more than she could ever understand, as she held him closely, she was held closely by him. She was treasured. She was loved. You hopefully have experienced moments of attachment from earthly parents, caregivers, relatives, friends. You've messed up and been forgiven and embraced anyway. You've had seasons where you've brought nothing to the table and have still been welcomed. You've been able to be weak, fearful, or in pain and curl up in the embrace of another. Take a moment to thank God for these moments, these glimpses of his committed love for us. We have also very likely experienced the lack of this committed love. We yearn for Hesed because being known and loved is a fundamental need built into the very fabric of our existence. God made you to love you, and when we don't feel this love from others, it stings, it bites at our deepest identity level. Noticing and naming these places of woundedness is the exact place where God can bring you deep and restorative healing. Think of some facet of yourself, some memory where you did not receive the love you were made to receive. Hold it in your hands before your creator. With what is in your hands, he says to you, you are wanted, you are loved, you are a part of my family, you are enough. Your father embraces you, treasures you, holds you closely. And all who heard the news were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2, 18-19 While committed love, hesed, is what people of Israel use to describe their relationship to the God of the universe, the writers of the New Testament built on a different, albeit connected, word. They choose the Greek word agape. Now, agape love is about God's unconditional, always-outward-flowing, life-giving, seeking-our-good kind of love. If hesed is the love we live in, agape is the love we live out. Like the sun shining on earth, agape does not discriminate where it lands. It comes from a seemingly endless reservoir, and whatever it touches yields life. Agape love is about seeking the good of the other. It is entirely about the other. It is about seeking their good even when it comes at great cost to us. It shows up in the way a mother cares for a baby. She spends her nights sleepless, offering nutrients from her own body, constantly protects, embraces, and nurtures this infant. Even when she receives nothing in return, You know, the baby screams in her ear, or spits up on her clothes, or wakes her up during her sleep. Even then, she loves. She gives. Agape is a giving love. Now instead of a giving love, an other-oriented love, we use love to describe our wants and desires. I love pizza. I love this movie. I love you because you satisfy my needs. We've taken a word that is meant to be about the other and made it about ourselves. No wonder we are confused and unable to accept that God is love. In her arms, Mary held closely the embodiment of this outward-oriented love. He will always seek our good, even at the deepest cost. And this point is embodied, proven, present in the baby in Mary's arms. Now, this love is not easy. It means embracing amidst the pain. It means forgiving. It means gently correcting. It means having those hard conversations that would be easier not to have. God wants the love he showers on us to flow to those around us. So who is God calling you to agape love, to seek their good? Jesus is a reminder that we need to sometimes step into their reality, enter their pain, then seek to bring life. Who do you need to offer love to in a way that you'll get nothing in return? Take some time and thank God for when you have received this agape love, and then ask God who he would want you to offer it to. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in you, my God and my Savior. For you have been mindful of me, your servant. I am blessed and loved, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is your name. Your Hesed love extends to all your sons and daughters from generation to generation. Help me live in this love. In your agape love, you have brought down corrupt rulers from their thrones and have lifted up the humble, filling the hungry with good things. Help me live out this love. In light of your coming, you're holding me near. Help me live in your committed love. Help me live out your others-oriented love.